It's true also. So, also for those who are the Jewish people there. Um, that they're protected and all those by all the Kibbutz Tadikim and the merit of all the Tadikim in, in Ukraine. Bezrat Hashem, Bishkut Chabenu also that they, they all have uh, uh, protection, Bezrat Hashem, that Hashem protects them. Um, I even heard something crazy before we even do the Yilun Neshama that um, I was listening to someone this week telling me that the Bar Shem Tov said, and I, it's funny, Yeshayahu told me the same thing about Rabenu, he said the same thing, that um, Ukraine is one of the only is the only country in which it doesn't have um, a supernal prince. We know that according to the Gemara, that each and every country mm-hmm. in the world has a prince up there that is, you know what I mean? Prince like an angel, mean? An angel, yeah. So Egypt has a very big one clearly because in history this is all Egypt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Our, our Jewish history, America also, Rome, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Every country has one. Ukraine is the only one that doesn't. Why? Wow. Very unique. So Rabenu spoke so so badly about these people that they were so, that they're so dirty they don't even have something up there. It's like very unique. Wow. It's a very big tumor. Yeah. So Bar said that also. How do they know that Ukraine because Ukraine I mean, they specifically say Ukraine doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely the fact that. El Rabenu and Bar Tov and all these tzaddikim, even the Arizal was from Eastern Europe. They were all born there. <laughs> Why did they come from there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what's the they point of all this stuff? For sure, there's lots of klipot. Mm-hmm. We also know Uman is the center of all the klipot. There's, there's, lots, of, there's lots of deep things with regard to this. Mm-hmm. All, lots of, uh, of holy rectification that happen specifically there that need to occur. And that's why the tzaddikim are centered from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely not coincidence, that's for sure. But so, you know, I also heard that Rabenu says that there is nothing that's going to be left of Russia. It's crazy. Except for a hill and a tree. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be... Um, so look, Hashem protects all the Jewish people and God willing that uh, we only hear good news for the Jewish people that everyone is able to escape safely or whatever it is. Also, also, Hashem. Um, yeah, so Bezrat Hashem. That everyone's protected and uh, God willing. So, uh, we'll also do the class for the Ilu Neshama of, uh, of those Neshamot and Yin Aliyah. So, Bezrat Hashem, Ben Hashem, Ben Esol, Kara, Ben Moshe, Yaakov, Ben Avner, 
נראה רחל בת אהרון, אלי בן שמחה רובי בת אסתר, תהיה נשמתם צורה בצחור החיים, בעזרת השם. Why the word Vayikha is a small Aleph. All these deep sodot with regard to the Torah and why Rabbeinu, even in Torah, Azamba hints to Vayikha. Speaks about Vayikha. If you look at Resh Pebet there, if you look at the Torah Resh Pebet, you'll see here, he speaks about um, why whenever kids are starting to learn Torah, the age of three, whatever it is, whenever the first pasuk they're going to read is Vayikha. Yeah. Even in the school systems today, it's consistent that I remember growing up When I went to Yavne, they used, the first sefer that you start with, whenever you learn Torah, is Vayikha. So it's all... I'm just trying to find like an answer on why we started there, and she just mm-hmm. didn't like any of the answers. So Rabbeinu gives the biggest thought as to why Vayikha is where we start. Because this... What does it mean, Vayikha? Vayikha means any call. Hashem is calling to Moshe Rabbeinu. It's very unique. Vayikha and Moshe. And he called to Moshe. There's no language there. Rabbi Nathan notices, like, why doesn't it say Hashem called to Moshe? Who, who's the he here? It's very weird language. It starts at the end that Hashem Yidbach is like, uh, what do you call it? His presence filled the Mishkan. Moshe wasn't able to enter, da 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 da. And then it says, Vayichal Moshe. Vayidabar, I think it's like, Vayidabar Elav and Yashem. Vayidabar Hashem Elav me'ohel mo'en lemoch. Hashem spoke to him from the ohel mo'en saying. Then it goes on all this stuff, right? Uh, speak to Ben Yisrael, tell them, Korbanot. All this stuff about the Korbanot, the laws of the Korbanot. Very unique as to why it starts with Vayikha. And we clearly see the small Aleph here. So, Rabbeinu says, it's towards the end of Resh Pebet. Resh Pebet is really two Torahs in one, kind of. It's one Torah, but Rabbeinu speaks towards the end of Resh Pebet, of, of Torah Azamra, about this idea how the Tzadikim, the, the Tzadik of the generation, Moshe Rabbeinu, or each of the Tzadikim, the aspect of Moshe, build a Mishkan. They build a Mishkan of their own. And all those kids that grow up in the cheder, all these little kids that are completely pure, that we know that the world stands on the breath of these kids because they have no sin whatsoever. So everything they say is Ruach HaKodesh. It's Hebel Pihem. Hebel Pihem, Shel Tinokot Shel Bet Rabban. The holy breath of the mouths of these kids who grow up in the, in the houses of the Rabbanim. These kids, like when we grow up, when we're rid of sin, when we are completely clean of sin, we're pure, we only have mitzvot, This breath is what's holding up the world. And Rabbeinu says, where do these kids get their breath from? Their, like their, their holiness from? The Mishkan that Tzadikim built. So the Tzadikim built a Mishkan, and depending on how big the Tzadik is, he collects as many kids and he brings them into his own Mishkan. So a big Tzadik, or Rabbeinu says, a big Sod, a person was able to find the Nikudot Tovot, the good point in every single Jew, and within himself, and he's a master of this work, which is the most important work of the Jewish people today. The one who's able to do that, who's called a chazan, right? A, a prayer leader. One who's able to do that can see a, per, a kid and see from that kid which tzaddik he belongs to and which mishkan he belongs to. And how many, tzaddik, how many kids belong to that tzaddik's mishkan. It's funny because you say chazan, 
Exactly. So this is the Torah. This is Torah. Respect bet. The Chazan collects the good notes from the bad notes. The way Rabbeinu says the main qualification for a person who wants to lead a congregation is one simple thing: one who is able to judge positively everyone. Wow. And if you can't, then it's a problem because the entire point of Chazan is a shliach tzibuch. He's a he's a messenger of the congregation. So if you have a problem with someone else and he doesn't want to send you, so you're not a messenger of everyone then. Because one person doesn't want you to be up there. So it's a very unique thing. So Rabbeinu speaks about nigunim in this lesson, melodies, how melodies are created, the source of melodies, where the root of melodies come from, and it's all through finding the good points. And specifically here, this is why these kids start from Vayikha, because Vayikha is the beginning of where the Mishkan is finished building, right? This is the building of Mishkan, right? Wow. So what are we teaching from Vayikha? The kids start from here, because where do they receive their holy breath from? The building of the Mishkan, which the Tzadikim build. So this is Rabbeinu saw as to why. But there's lots of deep things that it seems to me, what's the connection between each and every tzaddik builds a mishkan and the kids and what does that have to do with collecting good points? There seems to be no correlation. And obviously, the more you look into it, the more you realize that the tzaddik is referring to yourself. Finding the nekudat of within you, you build a mishkan for Hashem to come in within. All these sodot that even Neshama's um, dad would, would go on links about because he knows a lot about this stuff also. You mentioned and that answer. She, 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 she's like, I wanted the shot and you're giving me Rabenu. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That's shot for us. For sure. So, Rabenu, there's lots of sodot with regard to that, what it means that Tzadik the generation building a Mishkan and all this stuff. But um, it's, to be honest, it's endless. The, the idea is a simple meaning that we can get to. And obviously, Rabenu is hinting at a lot of simple stuff very difficult to, to do in practice and the goal is to pray for all of this you know that we have the merit to find the good points and to, to build the Mishkan of our own through finding the good points within myself and within other people so we're going to speak about this tonight and how Vayikha alludes to this not yeah it's going to be what's up but we're going to do it um, with Likut Arachot and see Rabbi Natan's take on all this and how this all connects so, I assume you're gonna dive into this later, but then so what's the the you said the root of melodies is connected to finding the good? So it's funny, I probably won't get into it because it's Rashbebet. If you want I can explain it to you now. Mm. Um, melody is created by sifting good notes from bad notes through air. Mm. Whenever you play a string, it's a vibration of the air that creates a certain sound versus whenever you play it on another side with holding a certain amount of pressure on different strings, creating another sound. So obviously, choosing a sound depending on the actual melody that you want to create, that works or that doesn't work for the song. So that's sifting the bad notes from the good notes, which is basically finding the good within the bad, this idea. Rabbi Natan goes on the first lesson of Likut HaRachot, Hashkamat HaBoker, is all about this, and how everything about waking up in the morning, Tikkun Chatzot, Finding the good points is, is all azamra, it's all. Mm. Finding the good within the darkness, the final redemption. Mm. Rabenu says this is Moshe Rabenu's entire job, the tzaddik's entire job. Wow, so what I'm here saying is that throughout your day, by finding the good notes, you're creating almost like a vibrational, a perceptual vibration that affects then the way you move through the day as well. 100%. And everyone around you. 100%. Yeah. yeah, totally. Rabenu also says that whenever you find an ekudot tovot within other people, you're also creating melodies and then you bring them back to tshuva. Mm. Just a matter of time. This is all tshuva. So yeah, technically the tshuva that we're engaged in is a song for Hashem. This is why tshuva is like a, is Hashem's most beautiful. You know what I mean? The, the melody Hashem takes most precious is, is our tshuva. Because Rabbi was saying, how do you create melodies through finding good points? And finding good points is the essence of tshuva. So we're going to understand all this stuff. 
According to the Likuta Rachot, Rabbi Nathan is going to bring this all together in an awesome, awesome way. And obviously, this seems very simple, but Rabbeinu said very intentionally that this is the Torah of all Likutei Moram. It's known. This is the entire Torah. Rabbeinu said, if you just study this, you cannot be an upright Jew today without this lesson. This is everything. Which number is it? 282. Now, if Rabbeinu said also about um, Torah Ayeh, which is finding Hashem whenever it's very dark. Um, these two lessons are best friends. They both start with Aleph, they're both Azamra, Ayeh, and they're both uh, basically how you stay within the boundaries of this world. Rabbi, Rabbi Nathan has an entire Torah about Tchum uh, Shabbat, the borders of Shabbat, and how these two Torahs are supposed to keep you within the boundaries of Shabbat. Lots of deep stuff with regard to these two Torahs. But if you take 282, which is Azamra, and then you take 12 of book two, which is Ayeh, lesson 12, 282 plus 12 is 294, which is Gematria uh, Breslev. So all of this stuff is rooted within Rabenu. This is Rabenu's Torah, basically. And this is Rabenu's entire job, by the way. This Torah right here is everything Rabenu's engaged in um, until the time of the Mashiach. And the Mashiach himself, Rabenu said, is going to be a master of this because you cannot be the Mashiach unless you're finding the Nikudot Tovot within the biggest sinners and within good people also, all the time, constantly, and within yourself. So this is the this is the task of the redemption, as Rabbeinu says, and Kitu Moran, Rabbi Nathan brings down, the entire redemption of Egypt took place through this concept, that um, Rabbe, uh, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, he found a good point within every single Jew, and Hashem Himself did the same thing, whenever He told Moshe Rabbeinu, but they kept their clothing, their language, the breed, and they kept their their names. You know, these were the nekudot of Hashem found within each and every Jew, and that's how He brought them out. So until Hashem brought out those good points and recognized them, bring them up to Hashem and tell Hashem that these are the Nikudot Tovot in every single Jew, we weren't able to come out until that point. So this is the entire work. So let's see how Vayicha all alludes to this and uh, this idea of finding Nikudot Tovot. Why the small Aleph and, and all this stuff. And I don't know, I'm not sure Rabbi Nathan talks about this too, but finding the good points, I assume, you have to have a certain level of clarity of the bad, right? Like you, you can't see clearly um, how the bad is concealing the good also then you can't really uncover the, the 100% recognition being emet right <laughs> this idea that you understand where you're faulty but yet even so I understand where I'm faulty but now I'm deciding to choose just the good that I do it's not saying deflecting responsibility because there's a point obviously Rabbeinu speaks about of doing vidu right you know what I mean mm-hmm. you have to confess what you did wrong and that too in itself has a reparation that we can't even imagine mm-hmm. by, by admitting the, the bad that we do and all this stuff. But then at the end of the day, we have to find the Nikudot Tavot. At the end of your Yid Bodhidut, at the end, the entire day, a person has to be engaged in constantly finding good. Because the redemption takes place on just this thing. Yeah, you're right. Vidui, everything. It's all important. Vidui Dvarim, being at, admitting of the sin. You know what I mean? This is all part of the process of Chuban. Exactly what you said. You cannot recognize the good unless you understand what is bad also. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you're 100%, you have to sift. Mm-hmm. But it requires a tshuva on the bad, and then at the end of the day, telling Hashem Bach, but I do this good, but I do this good, but I do this good. And even if you find bad within that good, meaning you find ulterior motives, you say that the good that I did, the tzaka that I gave, I did because I was looking for honor, or whatever it is, it could be anything. Even within those niku- those those pinyot, those ulterior motives, even that, there's still Nekudatova within there that you still have to find. Mm-hmm. Because every mitzvah has that. And every Jew, obviously, Rabbeinu says you can always rely on one thing, and this is the essential. You can always rely on one simple thing to, to 
to always say that you have a nekudat of Allah within you and that's saying that I have a, I have a neshama. I am a Jew. This is the ultimate nekudat of So this is Rabenu's way of, uh, of telling us that the way to bring the redemption is to find the good and nekudat um, of And even when you can't find anything, saying that you yourself, shalom I wasn't made a goy, I have a neshama. Hashem, you created me. Because Hashem created me, there's no flaw in that. Meaning the fact that Hashem created Nishama within me is because He saw that within my Nishama there's no flaw. My Nishama is a part of Hashem. So how can there be flaw in that? God is not, uh, doesn't have any flaw. So let's hop into it. And obviously if you guys have any questions or whatever, cut me off. And, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll jump. Vayikhal Moshe. And he called to Moshe. So Rabbi Nathan goes on. By means of the tzaddik who judges everyone and everything positively. And he finds good points within each and every Jew, even in the, the furthest Jews, the most filthy Jews. And the tzaddik, he, he creates a path. And he enters this path within each and every Jew. He makes it known to each and every Jew that this is the way to go, that you have to find in your friends and in yourself good points. By doing this, so that in order that everyone enters into the side of merit and that everyone returns to Hashem Yitbarach, Rabbi Nathan says like this, that entire avoda is all building the Mishkan. Building the Mishkan is this. So this is all this, these ideas of building the vessel of the Mishkan, why Hashem told us to do this and this and this and this, and all these laws with regard to the Mishkan, the Kobanot, everything is all symbolic of this simple avodah, which is nekudot avot. Nekudot avot, finding the good points. We talked about earlier, that the tzaddikim, or this tzaddik, this special tzaddik, he builds a mishkan, that from this mishkan, all these little kids, these little infants, um, receive their holy breath from, from this mishkan. She'en bochet, and their breath, we obviously know, has no sin. The source of their breath and their holiness comes from this mishkan, that the tzaddik builds. And this represents the small aleph of vayikha. Why is the aleph small? And we said in the Torah of Asamra that we talked about earlier, that this small Aleph represents this idea of the Nekudat Ovah, the, the Mishkan, the little kid that is receiving his Kusha from the, from the Mishkan, of the Tzaddik builds. And this is why the, the kids start from Vayikha. Ayan Shaman, Rabbi Nathan says, look in that Torah to understand what we're about to say much deeper. So obviously it's a, it's a fundamental lesson. We continue. It says in a pasuk, if there be upon him or for him an angel, an advocate, like one in a, among a thousand, to vouch for a person his uprightness or his um, the fact that he's good. Meaning, if there's just one, one angel, or one advocate of a thousand of them, just one among a thousand. There's a 999 people, angels, that are going to accuse you for bad, for negativity, and there's one angel that says, oh wait, this person did good. Even just one, to vouch for his uprightness, he's, this person is safe from getting out. Mm-hmm. Since the Gemara Masechet Shabbat, 
I think it's Lamed Bet Amudalef, that it brings down that this idea that even if there's 999 accusing angels for sins that this person has done, countless sins, and there's one angel, good angel, for one good point that he did or one shuvah that he did, just by that point he's saved from Gaina, from Minishachat. From it's a crazy. Such but, a good short story. You should write that as a short story. It's, I should, really, it's, it's really, very powerful, yeah. and it's um, yeah, uh, this idea that, amen, and this idea that um, these nekudotovot that even the, if there's just one angel that's able to vouch for you, just for the fact that you did one good action against 999 bad things, it outweighs the bad. Just to come to show us the power of just one nekudotova, that we always overlook ourselves because we don't think it's important enough to say that I did good, you know. Or that you might fall into pride or this or that. But it's a necessary thing today to engage in service of God, to, re- to remain uh, strong in Avodat Hashem, to beat the Yetzirah by finding Nekudot God. It's the only way to win. And Rabbi Natan is explaining this right now by telling us that a person is saved from the depths of hell just for one angel that finds one good point. So even imagine the Jewish people, they can't, they can't descend there because there's always Nekudot Tova to find, but it's as long as you uncover them. The second you discover the Nekudot Tova is the second that it brought out the revelation that can fight off the bad. But the second it's closed off and concealed, the Yitzhak's entire fight is to make us not recognize the good, mm-hmm. to try to conceal the good within the bad. So that's our job. That is, Rabbi Nathan saying, even if you can't find within yourself just one merit, if, or if you can only find one single merit that you have out of a thousand bad things, right? Just one. Rabbi Nathan goes even further. He says, even if that one merit that you find out of a thousand things that you out of a thousand sins that you did, just on one mitzvah, and even if that one mitzvah is filled with psolet, with uh, scraps, and with penyot, and with all these ulterior motives, these bad things, right? And he says, even if the majority of it is psolet, the end book, and even if there's only one single point within that nekudato, within that nekudatova, one single point of a, out of a thousand bad things that you found within that thing that you're trying to find good in. Let's say I give tzaka. In that tzaka, I can find a thousand bad things that I did wrong. Even if there's just one good point in there. Rabbi Nathan says it outweighs the entire thing. One. And he says this is a reference to this idea. A person is saved specifically through this. This is the redemption of a person. Even within that malach, there's 999 uh, portions of chova uh, guilt. You see, 999 things of guilt, accusations of bad. just one of merit. He will still be saved. Just like we said, just you just need one advocate, one malach. What's that, Manach? The good point. Is that good point also connected somehow to the spark? <clears throat> when we say a blessing over, say, uh, some water or some food, there's a spark that's released, apparently. Uh, is, that, is there a connection there between the good point and that spark? 100%. Because you're trying to bring the spark within the spark from within that okay. klipot, right? You have to do a specific action within this world, which is enveloped in the klipot, mm-hmm. because this world is completely, you know what I mean, all klipot. To try to release that one spark within the darkness. Mm-hmm. It's all the nekudot of what they're trying to find. 
But it seems a little bit almost opposite or contradictory in a way because imagine I'm looking at this cup and I'm saying like, wow, thank you, Hashem. Just in English, thank you, Hashem. This is the most amazing cup of water. This is beautiful. Thank you, Hashem. And I just drink it. You yeah. Know? Versus me saying the bracha over this. The first In the first example, I don't raise the spark in theory, right? Or do I? Like, I feel like there's only one way to raise the spark from a certain bracha versus... 999 other ways to elevate it. And, I hear um, you. Yeah. It's an interesting point. But I'm convinced that if you have good thought while you drink it, mm-hmm. it for sure elevates, you mm-hmm. know, because your thoughts are so powerful. Sure. That the intention. Even someone who doesn't say a braha, but that sees Hashem, you know, wow, sure. Hashem, thank you for creating. I'm sure. For sure, affects a certain salvation on that yeah. spot, for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know because to what degree, but are so important. And don't we say that in a braha, if you have doubt that you didn't do a braha and that you did it, you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um. There's. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're right at some degree that the first time you had the intention, you know what I mean. You really, you were trying to elevate it. You were, yeah. you were grateful of that thing. Sure, you affect the Yeshua. Now, obviously, within the words of the Chachamim and why God decided that that bracha would be created in this sort mm-hmm. of manner has an effect that we can't even understand. Mm-hmm. Combining the both of them would be the ultimate degree. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure we affected both. You know what I mean? I don't know what, how much, but hundred percent. Aren't there like stories though? Let's say of people who didn't know the bracha or the tefillah, and like they they were just like reading it, or, like well, um, the story of somebody saying like the arifet or For sure. just their mm-hmm. own words. To a certain extent, it's like very high because they're doing the best they can. Totally. Like obviously, let's say try to learn or whatever. We have a lot of Jewish schools, but yeah, I think you're right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like at least you're trying. Hashem sees that. Yeah, it's all about the effort, really. Mm-hmm. Hashem really cares about the the intention where you where you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah. But the. Hundred percent right. So, Rabbi Nathan goes on. That also that mitzvah and that merit that you find within yourself and in your friend. By the way, if you take a if you take a notice, Rabbeinu, whenever he starts this lesson, you have to fi- he says you have to find it within others. Rabbi Nathan switches the order whenever he starts the You have to find Rabbeinu says find a good point in others and then find it in yourself. Rabbi Nathan actually switches it. It says first you find it in yourself and then in others. Mm. Rabbi Nathan is telling us something big. You cannot find it in other people unless you start with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like what Rabbeinu said to Rabbi Nathan when Rabbi Nathan came to him and um, was having trouble writing the Kuterachot. Different concept, but same idea. It starts with yourself and then you can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That uh, Rabbeinu told Rabbi Nathan, you're having a problem with your Sfarim because you don't have Emunah. And Rabbi Nathan said, I don't have Emunah. What do you mean I don't have Emunah? And Rabbeinu told him, it's not that you don't have Emunah in Hashem. You don't have emunah on yourself. Yeah. You cannot have emunah on Hashem without having emunah on yourself first. So it first begins by nekudatova within yourself, and then you can find in other people. Because you cannot have the strength to find in other people unless you yourself are encouraged to find the good, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to train yourself for this. So Rabbi Nathan says, within yourself and with other people, even if it's just one mitzvah or one simple merit out of a thousand, and even if that merit within itself has lots of scraps and lots of ulterior motives and bad things. 
ואין בו כי אם חלק אחד מאלף, איזה נקודה טובה. And there's only one portion of a thousand, one of a thousand of a good point in there. What did he say? על ידי זה גם כן יוצאים מקו חורה ונכנסים לכף זכות וחוזרים אל המדבר. Just through that a person ascends out of side of guilt to the side of merit and he's able to return to Hashem. Tshuva. And we're speaking about this in simple terms, but we can't imagine the, the Yeshua, the salvation, the reparation that we're doing just through this simple thing. That I say, within my friend, he's doing a good point. Yeah, he may not do anything. But you know what, Hashem? I saw him make a bracha yesterday. And then you go on to, for five minutes to Hashem Yitbach, telling Hashem. But not only did he make a bracha, he held the cup in his hand. Just as the Chachamim say to do. And not only did he hold the cup in his hand, he waited on her name. He had intention on it. I'm just giving examples here. But this list could go on and on because every single Jew is filled with these things, but just no one's looking for them or no one's bringing them out. And they're there, but the hard part is Hashem cannot do anything with them unless you tell Hashem, notice it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the tzaddik is doing. The beauty of Rosh Hashanah, by Rabbeinu, all this stuff, Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu, and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and Dari, Kadosh, and all these tzaddikim. Rabbi David Hamibad, you have all these great tzaddikim, and specifically the Yinyan of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Mashiach, who's engaged within this work for the rest of his life, from the beginning of time to the end. This is how he brings all of Am Yisrael from the side of guilt to the side of merit, just through this one thing. Good, 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 good. And this is what Rabbi Nathan is saying. Everything turns from bad to good. There's no more sin anymore. It doesn't exist. That even the Mashiach, Rabbeinu says, when the Mashiach is going to come, even the Mashiach himself is going to look for bad points. Because within the bad, he's going to find good. So he's going to turn all the sins into mitzvot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because he's not going to have enough with just nekudot tovot, just by mitzvot. He's going to go to the averot and find mitzvot within the averot. How? Only the Mashiach can do that. Our job is to find the good. So this is the work of the tzaddik and the Mashiach. This idea. Kapschut. Turn everything to the side of merit. And this is the good point. One out of a thousand. Just one out of a thousand can turn everything to the side of, guilt, uh, to the side of merit. So... Um, he says, He says, Everything turns to schut. Everything flips on its head. Negative to positive. And then you merit 1,000 lights. Why Elif? From the same word Aleph. One. Elif is a thousand. And obviously the Aleph is small. So what? He coming to hint us here. Rabbi Nathan Lugin Nebus Abish Hidush. Shaim Bechina Tosfot Shabbat. What is a thousand lights? The additional lights of Shabbat that one received on Shabbat. How? As it's brought in the Kavanot of the Arizal, on the Baracha we say in Shacharit, Moshe was happy with the portion that Hashem gave him, with the gift of his portion. Because Hashem called him a faithful servant, right? He merited a thousand lights, right? We know that Moshe Rabbeinu, whenever he came down from the Mount Arzinai, his thousand lights were taken away from him, he was just left with one. On Shabbat, he was given back. What do you mean? What? I didn't know. Sorry. Hashem gave him a thousand lights. Of his own, of Hashem's lights, he gave Moshe Rabbeinu a thousand. This is why Aaron... But it was removed from him when he came, when he came down. down from the Egezab. On Shabbat, though, 
Hashem gave him the gift. He got back the light. After Shabbat, it was taken away. Every Shabbat, he'd get this gift. And this is what we say in the Kabbalah of the Arizal. According to this bracha, we say in Shacharit of Shabbat. Moshe was happy with his portion. What portion? That he would give him 999 lights on the Shabbat. Plus the additional one he had during the week. Mm-hmm. And even with that one light, Aaron put a veil on his face. Just to show you how powerful it was. Imagine a thousand. No one could look what, at it. What were these lights though? It was like kind of prophecy? Or... Spiritual lights that were literally radiating off his face. Mm-hmm. So much so that Aaron had to put a physical face covering over him. Mm-hmm. Because it was actually so strong that spiritual literally transcended into physicality. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Keta represents blinding white light, right? Someone also, that's a beautiful, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful, 100%. Moshe was happy with the portion Hashem gave him. This is the covenant of the Yaridah that he says this is what the covenant you're supposed to have when you make this bracha. That Moshe was given these thousand lights. On Shabbat, Rabbi Nathan saying a person receives this. Right? Or he can tap into these lights. But only through what? The sinyan of Azamra. Because the sinyan of finding the nekudot tavot is specifically this idea of receiving your lights. So what's he saying? When a person changes all the bad to good, because what do we say? Even if there's 999 things outweighing one good, the good still outweighs the bad. <laughs> the one positive note still outweighs the 999 bad points. And he says, everything turns to good. That means you merit 1,000 now. There's 1,000 mitzvot. And I'm saying this, but Rabbi Nathan's explaining this according to the highest simple, the highest rectifications that are happening in all the upper world that the entire redemption is dependent upon one this, this line that I'm saying right here mm-hmm. that when a person finds a nekudotov even within the bad meaning you're trying to find a mitzvah and within the mitzvah you say I didn't do it properly but you're going to continue to search within the mitzvah to find that one point that was true from the bottom of your heart and even if you can't find that you say mm-hmm. that my chatzon is there to be with you when you are constantly engaged within this war against the Yitzhak to find the good Everything turns to mitzvot. There's no more averot anymore. Up there, whenever you're going to go up there, you're going to be surprised to see that you actually don't see any black any angels anymore. You're only going to see white. This is what Resh Lakish says in the Gemara. That Rabbi Nathan is hinting to here, obviously. That Resh Lakish says, um, when a person does tshuva me'ahava, when a person does tshuva from love, he's able to merit that he turns all his sins into mitzvot. His intentional sins into mitzvot. Zidonot nishuyot. He turns his zedonot, his intentional sins, into mitzvot, into merit. So Rabbi Nathan saying here, you want to merit that, to turn everything into good, whenever you find an ekudot to vote. This is what we call tshuva me'ahava, tshuva from love. This is how you turn everything. There's a way of doing tshuva that wipes out the bad, right? But you don't add it to the side of positivity. This is the way to turn everything from bad into good. Even all those sparks that you lost, all the sins that we did are actually turned into mitzvot. Hashem is going to find a mitzvah within that. How? That's not our job to figure out. Our job is to find Nekudot Tavot. The Tzaddik will do the rest. Hashem is going to, to judge us according to that. You know? But it's our effort to find within other people also. Rabbein, Rabbein. Rabbeinu says even this. Afilu be'rasha gamur. Afar pishatau ro'eshe u'rasha gamur. Afar pichen tzarech atah lechapes u'rakesh tzobo me'atov. Even within a complete rasha, you have to try to seek within him some good. Now, it's not to make the mistake to say that the bad that he's doing is good. No. To find the good, because even within the Rasha Gamur, there's for sure something good that he did. You have to look. And this is an effort. You know that is incumbent on every Jew. So he says... Just to clarify, one thing that when we're finding the good point, that's uh, taking or transforming a thousand 
Um, is it bad points? Is it bad points of view or bad thoughts? Or is it bad actions? Actions. Even thoughts. Whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. Even thoughts can, can render as a bad action technically mm-hmm. because... Yeah, it's but separate. I think it's different. There's different levels. Hundred percent. Yeah. Let's say you were. To, let's say you were to do this. You were hearing ra'im evil thoughts. Let's say lustful thoughts, for example, is not. A, it's a sin, technically. Mm-hmm. Rabbi who speaks about this is very bad. All this stuff. But let's say you were to say, I have a good ratzon. I have a ratzon tov. Up here in my mind, I had a desire to do a mitzvah. I didn't accomplish it at all. Mm-hmm. That one good thought can outweigh a thousand bad thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now the one action of putting on TV can outweigh a thousand bad actions mm-hmm. of whatever sins that we did. God forbid. Right. You know? And even within one mitzvah, there's a thousand nekudotovot a person can find. It's just a matter about you being honest with Hashem and looking for them. Mm-hmm. Because who wants to take the effort to actually find? But Rabenu says, this is a very big uh, sword on Ibodudut, and uh, Vidui, and um, the Shaman's dad is very into this, and he can speak a lot about it. This idea of um, going through this progression of a vidui where you start off with um, finding the what do you call it, the thing that you did wrong and telling Hashem before him and then finding this, the the breed of Avraham Avinu Yitzchak Yaakov it's like the same structure of tefillah when you go in tefillah at the beginning of Korbanot all the sacrifices you start off by finding the bad or not finding the bad by mentioning the bad things that you did mm-hmm. right I did this wrong Hashem but I'm a sinner I'm a this or that but then there's a point there's a change Right before the Shema in the Kobanot. But we are your children, the sons of your covenant, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you know what I mean? All this stuff. We're the sons of Abraham, we're the sons of Yitzhak who was slaughtered at the Akedah, sons of Yaakov, we're finding Nekudotovot. All this stuff. Happy are we, happy is our portion, you know? Happy is our lot. The progression is the same way Rabbeinu is asking us to engage in Avodat Hashem. To the point in Ibodadud where Rabbeinu says, you have to break your heart, right? Mm-hmm. I have to do tshuva. I have to mention the things that I did wrong. Right? I stole. I was guilty. I betrayed. Whatever it is. We all do these bad things. And then what? To the point where what? Hashem Yitbach. All those vidui's that you mentioned, the bad thing that you mentioned before, previous to the good that you found, is now transformed. Mm-hmm. As long as you find nekudatovot within, within your hibodadut, you know what I mean? Towards the end, the person should always engage, always end off his hibodadut with finding the good. This is a huge, huge thing. And then, uh, yeah, this is a, there's lots of deep secrets of the Gartadit Chabinat and explains it. You know what I mean? But um, the, it's endless. It's continuing, I don't do that. It's uh, it's an abuda. It's not necessarily to say, you know what I mean? Rabbeinu never said that a person should do it like this. Or, but it's a, it's a way to engage because at the end of the day, we're always drawn to negativity in this world. Not only that, I think that in Hashem, when you do Ibodudut, Hashem wants you to convince him. That we're sadiqir, so 100%. You, you have to approach it this way, to convince, and even if you did, you know, to admit, but to... To continue to try to find totally. the reason why. Totally. It's a tremendous issue because at the end of the day also, when we, my mom was saying, when we were asking for things, we don't have grace before Hashem. It's the first Torah of Rabbeinu. Grace, right? This idea of grace is to have something pleasant before Hashem. You want to have pleasantness before Hashem? Show Hashem that you're actually deserving of the thing that you want. Yeah, we should ask Hashem for things even if we're not deserving because this is Hashem that Badin Chesed. That Hashem can give us even if we don't deserve anything at all. 
But imagine all the more so if we actually do deserve. Mm -hmm. The idea that we can find within ourselves that Hashem is I'm actually a good person. I do good things. Yeah, I have done sins in my past, but I didn't have consciousness back then. Now I'm growing. I'm doing the best that I can. I listen to Shiur. I try to study Torah. And I'm trying to do it from the bottom of my heart. These Nekudot Avot are huge. It's funny because I was listening to Shiur that was saying that when you actually plead to Hashem, you can get a lot more than by just, if you were, um, Hashem wanted to take away something from you or you were not deserving of something, you would get more than someone who would be deserving of something by just pleading. <laughs> like the, it says that Rabbi Nachman, actually in one of the stories, says that Rabbi Nathan is, um, he said, if I had to be one thing, I would be the Melitz. Ah, yeah. look what it says here. Melitz Echad. Mm. It's funny you say that. The advocate. Mm. He say I'm the Melitz. <laughs> so Rabbi was saying, and it, you know, it's funny also, this Pasuk, I'm sure there a reference to Rabbi Nathan. Rabbi Nathan brings us down. <laughs> it's funny, you just said that. Look at the Ashkachad, the divine providence of Hashem. If there's an angel upon you or an advocate, I can find one good point. Rabbi Nathan. Rabbi Nathan is the person who's engaged within the Sinyan. Because the students of Rabbeinu always have to engage within the Nekudot Avot. We see Rabbi Nathan said like this, even if I found in a person 800 bad things that I can see within him, sins that are the worst in the Torah, even within him I can find Nekudot Avot to the point where I don't see bad at all. Is it like, I don't know. Is it like, if you don't see bad at all, right? Like that's eight, that's eight hundred things that you did bad, right? And then you only one thing good. Are we like convincing yourself that you're like you're convincing yourself that you're good? Yeah. It's not to say that the bad things you did aren't bad. There's a recognition we were talking about earlier, right? Being a met. It's a foundation. You have to be a met with yourself. But at the same time, being a met also is talking about the good that you do also. It's on a it's on a one way street where I'm only gonna focus on that I'm more bad than good. No, we have to focus on that we do good things. And even if we can only find one thing, that means to go into it and to specifically find within that good thing another 10,000 good things. I have an example. Like, I was doing Shema yesterday, right? Past couple of days and it's like, it's hard killing me, right? And then I, like Yetzirah is like, oh, you're doing this for yourself. Like, I'm davening for things, right? You're doing it for your ego and stuff like that. But deep down, I know I'm not doing it for my ego, you know? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So is that Azamra? You know 100%. But you have to met, you have to you have to speak about that. I, I mean, do like, exactly. I verbalize. I'm like, no, no, it's okay if I feel this passion, but it's not true. Like, spot on. I call so it that's out. the argument you're having with Yitzhakah. Because Yitzhakah, the second you try to find a Nekudatova, this is the war we're always engaged in. You're gonna find a Nekudatova. Hashem Yibach, I'm praying to you right now. I put on Finin. Yitzhakah is gonna say, but you barely had Kavanah in your bracha when you put on Finin. So you're gonna argue back. But no, I know I wanted to have Kavanah with the bracha. That want that you have, I like to associate with the Nishama. Yeah. Because the neshama is completely pure, directly from Hashem. We know Rabbi Nathan says, the Gemara says this, known in all the story. A portion of Hashem from above. Hashem gave us a portion of Himself down here. So by the fact that you're saying that maybe I don't have Nekudat Avot, is saying that I don't have godliness within me, which is a complete lie. All these Ritzonot, these desires that we have, and even if you can't find desires, Ritzonot, the fact that I'm still a Jew, because that, that in itself is still proof that I have a neshama within me that is directly from Hashem. Hashem is perfect. There's no flaw. It's only nekudat of Hashem. Hashem is only good. It's just a matter about how much we're willing to engage in this. This is the ultimate redemption. The ultimate thing. Um, 
this goes back to the broken heart uh, idea they said that you know when you're looking for a dude ideally you should have a broken heart uh, in some moment I was curious if you're imagine you're walking you're thinking about something from the past and um, you know about maybe a, a loss of some kind mm-hmm. and you think about it and it brings you to tears you get very very emotional are those tears also a form of chuva? In other words, like, is that broken heart also, um, is there something inherently holy about that? Totally. Um, hmm. I'd, I'd say so for sure, because that's your, when do we really cry ever sincerely, right? Those tears that come from a sincere place. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said, happy is the person that one day in his life could speak one word that is in it. Or mm-hmm. cry before Hashem that is truly a man. David the mm-hmm. was doing this every single night for hours. Mm-hmm. To have the merit to cry one simple cry that is really from the bottom of our heart mm-hmm. is for sure true. But I guess my question is also then where does the Yitzhara come in? Like Yitzhara can make you start thinking about say a person or something that you've lost and keep you in this place of like, not for a long time, but yeah, but like make you, like why focus on that versus focus on something else, you know? So there's always, there's always this, this balance between both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like Rabenu said, the entire day a person should constantly be in, in Simcha and th- that hour where he breaks his heart and he able to do it. That moment can come many times a day, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can be in Ibodadut and break your heart and then another three hours later, you can find a time to break your heart again. Mm-hmm. That's another form of Ibodadut. It's not the point. The point is to make sure that you outweigh that broken heartedness with a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Because actually, Rabenu says, the main gateway to joy is through broken heartedness, funny enough. Mm-hmm. So you'll break your heart, but you'll find a way to joy because it's sincerity. Mm-hmm. It's from the, the Nikudat Tovah within yourself. So that Nikudat Tovah within yourself, actually, is admitting to Hashem that you feel broken hearted about something. Mm-hmm. That is your joy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the joy comes through tears, <laughs> mm-hmm. through broken heartedness. But it's still joy. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel the joy lift you up. Abenu says it's a good sign of a good evil to do it whenever you're, you're besimcha after it. Mm-hmm. A, bro- a good sign of a broken heart is when you're besimcha, the simcha that leads after. Mm-hmm. So we see this because you're confident in the fact that you were sincere enough before Hashem. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Like 100% we should constantly be engaged in, in positive points because the more we're broken hearted, the harder it is to, or the more easily it can lead it to depression, God forbid. Mm-hmm. But we certainly need the broken heartedness because it's a, an essential part of coming close to Hashem with sincere, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Sincere connection. Mm-hmm. But you're spot on. Like, yeah. try to focus on much as positive on positivity, and mm-hmm. certainly you try to spend some time during the day to, mm-hmm. to engage with him. You know what I mean? This broken heartedness. So, this is a, this is a huge, huge, huge Torah. We're discussing secrets here that for thousands of years, till Rabbeinu really, Tzadikim were waiting to understand this concept and to to bring this to life. This idea of how to turn sins into mitzvot, how to bring people closer to Hashem mitzvah to do tshuva. There's a story of the Bar Shem Tov once. That a father came to the Bashemto and his father lost his son basically. His son went off the path. Mm-hmm. Didn't lose his son. His, his son le- went off the path. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I can't tell you the age to be honest. But it seemed like he was in his let's say teens or something like that. That's what it seems to me. Eighteen? Mm-hmm. In his teens, I don't know. Early okay. twenty, I don't know. Teenager. Teenager. He went off the path. And back then, the way it used to work were the the people who were very strong. Because they, they were very strict in Abodat Hashem. The time, all this stuff. They would, uh, what's it called? You know what they would do? Mm-hmm. They would, even before Hashem Tov, even just in general, people would, would, would mourn their kids. Because they left the path of the Torah. They would literally mourn their kids. Like, do Shiva. Like death? Yeah, do Shiva. 
And this person came to the Bashamtov and who takes up the back? What? Whatever yeah. if they did Shuba. But there wasn't ever certain of that. Mm-hmm. Now this person came to the Bashamtov and told the Bashamtov what happened. And the Bashamtov told him, Bivadai, he went off the path because of the way you treat him. And the fact that you did Shiva already sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. So you know what he said? I want you to bring your son back and to find Nikudot Tovot within him. Mm-hmm. I want you to find the good within him and to encourage him only. No bad. Mm-hmm. The person said, are you insane? The kid is off the path. What am I going to encourage him? He said, you're going to do that. Two weeks later, the person came back to the Bashem Tov and told the Bashem Tov. It worked. <laughs> the kid did Shuba. So by actually seeing the good in someone, you could change who they are. He says, Rabbeinu said, Bevadai. She, uh, she it's certain. Maybe we that's what's missing. Right? Like your mom always talks about the system. Maybe that's what's missing. All the, all 100%. All the this teachers. is the entire thing that's missing. <laughs> <laughs> all the teachers are probably looking down on the kids and said, Exactly. Oh, that's crazy, y'all. That's, this is the Gilda. When a teacher believes in you, usually the kid does great in that class. Totally. And they get, like, for me, it was always like that. I had a teacher, let's say, who, like, mm-hmm. literally told me she gave up on me. I failed her class. The second. Yeah. <laughs> I, whatever, I changed a teacher and then she believed in me. I was getting really good grades mm-hmm. because you had that motivation. But when somebody's like not looking at you in the good, wow. that. that's, the Yo, that's the answer. That's the answer to everything today. Yeah. Every year. Mm-hmm. There's a TED talk uh, by this educator who's really well known. It's an amazing TED talk. I can't remember her name. But she talks about grading a kid's uh, test. And out of 20, he got like two right, you know? Mm-hmm. So he wrote plus two on his, oh, on wow. his, on his <laughs> test. And the student was like, hey, like Mrs. whatever, Miss Worth or whatever, you know, like, I, I failed, right? She's like, yeah, you failed. It's like, uh, but you wrote down plus two. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're not all bad, you know? I like <laughs> that. It's all right. I love That's that. awesome. She did a genre. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a trick to tell a, to tell a class, like, you, hey, you guys are like, Really special, like you guys are the special class. Like once you once you break up the class and tell one class they're smart, one class is not as good for whatever reason. That's very bad because mm-hmm. the ones that said they're not as good are gonna wow. perform according right according to their expectations. Just like what happened with you know. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I came to class for. That's awesome. That's it. That's fantastic. It's huge. That's so big. It's huge. It's huge. So Rabenu, in that scenario of the exam. Whenever you find Nekudotovot and you focus on the two good points that you that you marked over a 20-point test, in that scenario, the 20 points would actually be added to your tally. Meaning all the 18 wrong that you got would actually be 18 right mm. in the spiritual heavens. What do, you, what do you recommend, right, for like someone, like some people driving nuts? Like, you know? I'm sure everyone has that. Drive me nuts, right? And I, I can't handle it. Mamash, I swear. You know, whatever. But like... That's exactly where the Abu died. Like, uh, my Moroccan comes out. <laughs> and then, like, you, how can I look a Zamra at them? I'm just like, what the... <laughs> that's the hardest... That's where you, the, the test really is, you know? I can't, I can't. But the truth is... The truth is... You will have an easier time... Yeah. At least, sometimes, you that's know, you can get to the good... At least try not to see only the bad. You know, he's so small. I used to fight with this girl at school, and I remember it. Like, till today, I use him. I always, like, he came to my room. Like, I used to, we used to fight all the time. And he's like, 
look at this girl and at least just try to think because I was like, I hate her, I hate her, but like find one good thing. First, you're not supposed to hate a Jew, so that's you know. True. And then just like, even like, the, like the thing that started with me was she had good handwriting, she had perfect handwriting, and I started <laughs> from there. It went up and like I mean now like we're short and whatever we're older, but like wow. I still use that till today. Like even if somebody I don't talk to anymore or anything, just be like. Okay, why did that person come into my life? And find at least one good thing, small, and you'll find more than one, mm. even if it's the dumbest stuff. What if you know you don't know them? But look, you can focus on something so super up. small, like, like a body part, like yeah. their ear. Yeah. Be like, hey, do I hate her ear? Is her ear so horrible? <laughs> her ear is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, maybe her ear is gross. But like, yeah. you can start on something, something small, and like, you know what I mean? Like, start super, super small, maybe. just by one person, you meeting one time, it's enough. It's just like, we're so sophisticated, we try to see that there's not good, but just do one meeting. The person could do a thousand bad things in a meeting, you could still find one good thing. But it also doesn't mean that like, that the bad I can rekindle with them. Just because like, if they're like actually like, like toxic, you know, toxic people. Oh no, no one's asking you to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No one's asking you to do that. What Hashem is asking you to do is to bring them to the side of merit. Now that doesn't mean that you should get in business with them, right? Let's say a person who screws other people in business, God forbid. A Jew does this, chaz v'shalom, chaz v'shalom. It's still your job to try to find nekudot tovot within this person. Not to say that the thing that he does bad is good. No, we're separating the bad and the good. But even within that person, there's still some good. It's your job to find good within that person, the person who's been messing everyone up in business, right? Because the truth is, when you find the good within him and you focus on the good and you bring that to Hashem, Hashem opens up his hand for tshuva. Now he allows that person who hasn't had a gateway for Chuba to have a gateway now because you opened up the gates for Chuba for him. Now Hashem is not asking you to be friends with that person, to speak to that person, to do anything to that person. Hashem is asking you just to find Nekudot Tavot. That's all. That's all he's asking. That's our job today. How does that positively... Like, what's the opportunity in that for yourself? Like, not in the... Like, like I like to also, like, obviously, like... See yourself. Be selfless, but I want to know what... What's the benefit also of like looking at the good within people? Like, well, how does it help? help it brings you bichuva. It brings you closer to Hashem. This is the ultimate way to get closer to Hashem. Toward the like looking at the good. Hundred percent. First off, we were gonna say earlier, you cannot Can find I the see? good in others unless you find it within yourself also. First, Hashem treats you the way you treat others. Very well. So said. that's the first step. So don't even go further than that. If you are mm. actually judging everybody else with hachamim. Well said. Hashem will judge you with Hachamim. Mm, very well so, said. So, to start with that. After you go with wow. the rest. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. No need to say more. Ima. Ima. No need to say more than that. And on the less, on the less lofty thing, it's also a way to reduce your suffering, brother, you know? Yeah. Oh, the like, trauma about like this person and like you were... Yeah, if you're triggered by every by this person or that person and you're like... Ah, like this is nuts. Like you just, I can see you're getting really upset when you were talking about it, you know. Uh, so like by finding ways to judge someone else in a positive way, you're actually reducing your own suffering. Awesome. And you don't have to keep them in your life either. Like for example, you have a person in your life and they're not good for you, but spiritually, physically, just anything, even just let's say you're in a toxic friendship. You could find the good in them because everybody has good in them. Just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like as Moshe was saying, like separate yourself. That doesn't mean like Hashem's making you be best friends with them. With business too. It like happened to me recently and I, I was like feeling bad. But I was like, I forgave this person. I found the good in this person. But they don't have to be in my life forever. 
Yeah. Friendships don't have to last forever. That's fine. Yeah. But they're not a horrible person. Maybe they did something bad, but they like still have good or just good handwriting. <laughs> totally. I think also a good point. I think is that in general it's very easy to say you need to look at the good, but sometimes you are so far from Sorry. looking at the good with someone that you cannot go there. Mm -hmm. I think that the first step is that if you have a relationship with someone that's so destructive or so bad, you try to get away before you see the good because you cannot go from seeing only the bad to seeing the good. Very smart. Very and smart. I think that it, you know, you need to be, it's, you know, like you say to someone, you cannot fake it and be all happy or sometimes to see, to really see how you are, you, you need to stay, to take a step back and just stay quiet. And let's say if you have something bad to say about someone by not saying it already, is a huge step. Mm -hmm. So don't look at only going from not seeing the bad to seeing the good. I think that there are steps that you need to take and mm -hmm. sometimes you need to um, to go step by step. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot lie to yourself and say if you, you really, <laughs> feel bad about something and say, oh, it's great, and you feel like it's really not great. It's like... No, but no, one, no one's saying the, the contrary to say that the thing that he is guilty for is good. Yeah, but, but it's so still... You're right, but that's the entire... That's the entire redemption is to find within that person that literally you hate, that you cannot stand, the good. The entire redemption exists specifically there. And once you're able to affect that redemption, to find the good within him, Hashem, somehow, one day, he's going to do tshuva, and you're going to do tshuva, and you're going to be able to sit with him. You're going to. 100%. The truth is, all the problems exist within ourselves a lot of the time. It really is. It's, 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 it's all like you know, within. It's all within. Maybe it's a jealousy. Like, you don't like this person. Maybe you're more jealous like about something. Yeah. Family and stuff. Yeah, you know, like they did stuff to family. They're like, not to go into it, but like they like anyone like you know that does stuff to, like or affects your life or your friends, totally. or people you love, mm -hmm. and it's like that's right. Very difficult. They're not in my life, but it's like it, it reminds me of like what? what I would yeah. Do that. Right. Tough. Um, actually, um, one of the the rabbi that I listened told us a beautiful story that one of the lady that used to go to his class used to go to Iman. And um, she had met someone, a man in the same trip, and they it didn't really start very well. They were really, um, they, they were in a, they clash a lot. They went into a fight, and when they were organizing another trip, the man said to the rabbi, he said, "If she's this lady is coming, I'm not coming to the trip." Mm. And um, he, the rabbi talked to him and he said, "You know, not to pay attention, not to." They f to make it short, they end up getting married. <laughs> that's, really, that's really short, man. <laughs> but to show you that in life, sometimes what you see is not necessarily, you know, the first impression of what you go, you, you really have to look at the positive and to make it work. And sometimes it can change completely your perception of things. Mm -hmm. And I really believe it. You You're know, right. I had friends, the first time they met, they were, it's it's never gonna work. And actually, by saying the good point, and I say, you know, this person loves you, and I promise you, they became very good friends, just to change the perception of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's um, nothing is written in stone, and mm -hmm. we have to work on that. Powerful tool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Should we continue a little bit? Yeah, let's continue. <clears throat> so, so what did it say? We were talking about that Moshe Rabbeinu got a thousand lights, right? And this is off through Shabbat. Whenever a person finds the good, he's able to get these thousand lights and to merit these thousand lights because he transformed the 999 bad points into good. So now he has a thousand good things on his side. So let's see what he says. This is in itself is the small Aleph of Vayikha whenever Moshe was called after the building the Mishkan, the, the, the building the Mishkan. Because it's brought in the Yarizah's writings. That through the sin of the Egel Azahav, Moshe Rabbeinu was taken from him a thousand lights. This is the small Aleph of Vayikha. That we're talking about the thousand life. Aleph is Elif, thousand. Yeah, we're rich. Sorry, if it's a question. Where is the Aleph? Is Aleph in Baikra at the end? It's at the end. This, if you look in the Torah, it's very small. Baikra. 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 In the aspect of Tosfot Shabbat, these additions of Shabbat. What is the additions of Shabbat? Meaning those extra 999 lights. And then a person, what? Receives back those crowns. I mean, each and every Jew receives back those crowns that they, uh, what do you call it? That they once had. <clears throat> and Moshe received them first to complete that which he was lacking. Because he had them at the beginning, was taken away, and now he got them. Mm. Then Moshe Rabbeinu, with his good eye, with a beautiful eye, is able to distribute them to all of Israel. And from these crowns, these lights, Eli, you were saying earlier, Am Yisrael inherits this, this these additional lights of Shabbat, every single Erev Shabbat, Friday afternoon. For Shabbat. Ayen Sham, look there. Each and every Jew receives this. And Rabbi Nathan says, all of this is dependent upon what we just said above. Nekudot Tovot. You want to receive those lights on Erev Shabbat? It's all to Nekudot Tovot. Because Moshe, who is the true tzaddik, through the merit that he teaches and he finds within each and every Jew, and he finds those good points even in the biggest sinners, even within the sins like the Cheta Eger, the golden calf, which is Avodah Zarah, Rachaman Nitzan, God forbid, we know Rabbi Nathan says, he brings the Gemara, this idea, that the Eger Azahav encompassed Idol worship, immoral relations, and murder, all in the three, in one. Even within that, even that, Moshe Rabbeinu gave his life up for them. Even for the worst sins. Um, until he finds within each and every Jew some merit and brings them back to Hashem. He says, that makes them do tshuva. And through this, the Mishkan is built. This is how you build the Mishkan today, right now. This is how we call the Mishkan within the small Aleph of Yerikha. Why does it say with the small Aleph? The small Aleph, the thousand lights a person receives through the good points that he finds. And whenever the Tzaddik is finding those good points, he distributes all those things. So you can yourself receive those good points as long as you yourself are engaged in this Avodah of finding the Tovot within yourself and in other people. These are the thousand crowns that a person receives on Shabbat.
לרמז לו, to hint to this person, שילך בדרך זה. Why didn't they have a small of Ayikra to hint to this person? Small נקודה טובה, one small point. A person can receive a thousand, a elef lights, one thousand lights. To teach a person to walk within this path. שאפילו כשישראל חוטאים מאוד חס ושלום, even when עם ישראל sin very much, אף על פי כן יראה למצוא בהם לזכות, זכות אפילו אחד מיני אלף. Find within them some sort of merit, even one in a thousand. שזהו מבחינת אלף זה עירה ורייכה. This is the small אלף of איכה, hinting to אלף, one thousand. One אלף in אלף in a thousand. This is the, the, the fight of every single Jew today. שנקטנה האלף מחמת שניתנו ממנו האלף אורות בעוון ישראל. Why is the אלף small? The אלף was lessened and made smaller because of the thousand lights that were taken away from Amisrael to this sin. And what? He says, להראה לו הקדוש ברוך הוא למשה, השם יתברך שאול משה, יתרום משה, שמשם דאגדה, from there specifically, מבחינת האלף זה יראה, from the small אלף, even after the sin, from the sin that they did, that lessened the, the thousand lights, the one, even there, השם יתברך את תענית משה רבנו, הנו מבחינת הזכות והטוב אחד מני אלף שמצא בישראל והכניסם לכף זכות. He's teaching משה that from there a person has to find merit and the good within one in a thousand. To find within Am Yisrael just one in a thousand things of just one a good thing. And to bring them to the side of merit. Sham Daika hu kore oto me'am Mishkan. Specifically from there is where Hashem is calling Moshe from the Mishkan. Why does Vayikha start with a small Aleph? Because Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, forget whenever you guys are all good. Even when you're bad, I'm going to call you to the Mishkan. Because how do you build the Mishkan? Specifically when you find the good whenever you guys are sick. This sort of thing. When you get about 999 bad things, 999 problems, find one good thing. And from there, I'm going to call you to the Mishkan. I don't want to call you from the Mishkan when I see a thousand good points. I want to find it whenever I see 999 bad things, but I still see one good thing. To teach us that even just one thing is able to bring us all to the Mishkan. Hashem Yidvah Shechina comes down, and this is how you bring the redemption. The redemption already took place at that point. This is the Beit HaMikdash, the Mishkan. Each one of us, sorry, each one of us builds our own by finding the good points, right? You're right, but whenever you find a you and you and you and you and you, you build one beautiful mishkan for everyone to dwell on. We can connect them all. Hundred percent. Dang. And this is where Vayikha El Moshe, and he called to Moshe. Hashem Moed He called to Moshe, and Hashem said to Hashem, and Hashem said to him from the Old Moed. But wasn't the, also Moshe is the one that was giving the the goods of everyone and putting it in the mission. You're right, because Sadiq is engaged in his Abodah. He takes the good points of every single person and he brings them to Hashem Yidbah. It's our job to attach ourselves to the Tzadik. It's also our job to engage in this Abodah. The Tzadik does this at the perfect level. The Tzadik is engaged within this from the second he's alive to the second the Mashiach comes. The Mashiach himself will also do this. Moshe Rabbeinu is constantly finding Sud and Amishkan right now as we speak. This is the entire job of the Tzadikim. Now, the Bayikra that Hashem is hinting to, the small Aleph, is showing us that I want you guys to find one small schut, even in a thousand bad things. One, just one. And that's when I'm going to call you to the Mishkan. When I see 999 bad things, but as, as long as you find one, you guys will still be worthy of bringing me down. See the beauty in this? There's a lot of balance to this, though, because like, sometimes like, you look at your, always the good points, but then it makes you feel like you're doing enough. Mm. Uh, so never get prideful. This is what Rabbi Nathan says. This idea that a person has to this balance of emet, right? Being truthful, being honest, where you stand. 
Obviously, this has to come from sincere light. You know what I mean? You have to be honest where you need to fix yourself. Yeah. But there has to be a point where you say, Hashem is bad. But I do this good, but I do this good, but I do this good, but I do this good. There's, the bad still, you still done fixed. bad. You still have to fix some things. But that stuff gets turned into mitzvot. Wow. Because by default, you're only focusing on the good. Hashem Itbach is going to say Hashem. Hashem is going to say, okay, my kid, I What's see the this. Shuvah? What's the shuvah? What's the shuvah? What's the mitzvot? The shuvah is the finding the good point. Really? I can only find the good point not do the shuvah. Rabbi Nathan saying that is how you do shuvah. You cannot do shuvah unless you find the wow. good. Wow, I didn't... No, so I don't need to do like video. But you will not bring all the bad no, and change you it. You cannot. The fact that you're looking for the. Look what Ramenu says I here. I didn't know that. Like that. Look what it says. Look what he says here. Do you feel regret? Of course. No one's saying the contrary. The Nekudot still has to exist with the regret. We talked about this balance, right? There still has to be able to do the breaking your heart of Vidui. Yeah. But the, the Nekudot Tovot is what raises those things in Tamit Vot, right? But it doesn't mean that a person can do Chuvah without it. You cannot do tshuva without the nekudot tovot. There's a breaking of your heart, but there has to be this this inyan of azamra. Because today, how are you going to bring everyone of Amisel who are so far, who doesn't even recognize how far they are, through bad points? So it's like doing tshuva with regret, but simcha. Yes. Yo. Ahaba. He says here, um, and this is, through this you are able to do tshuva. I, I forgot where it is, but Rabbi writes it. Literally black and white. Um, no, no, no. It's so much fine lines. It's hard to like. No, it's it's very pashut. Yeah. We get so sophisticated with it. It's very simple. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to judge ourselves every single day for the bad things that we do. But there comes a point where if we just do that, it's going to get dangerous. We're going to fall into depression. <laughs> we have to stop. I have to say, Hashem Bach, but I do this good, 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 but I do this good. No one's saying that you can't. You have to not find the bad. Of course you have to judge yourself for the bad things that you do. You have to. Every single day, Ramenu says, first and a second, second a person wakes up in the morning, he says, he says, person has to rebuke himself. Has to rebuke himself. The thing you do wrong. When you, before you go to bed at night, accounting for the soul. Today, I did this and this and this wrong. There's times every single day to engage with Hashem, you're back and to tell him the thing that you do wrong. But, the rest of the day, a person should only be finding good. Only. And that's not an exaggeration. Because we find enough bad in this world. We've done enough bad. If we only focus on the bad, all we're going to show Hashem Ibrach is bad. There's a Torah in the last lesson Rabbeinu ever gave before he passed away. On the Rosh Hashanah before he passed away. 18 days before he passed away. Rabbeinu said one thing. Today, no one is fitting for rebuke. No one. Not one person. Not one. Only Moshe Rabbeinu is fitting for rebuke. Because even within Moshe Rabbeinu's rebuke, he brings a good scent to every soul. When we rebuke, yeah, what's re like, what do you mean? Like, when I rebuke a person, it says in the Torah, mm -hmm. you should surely rebuke your fellow. When you see a person breaking Shabbat, you have to tell him you're breaking Shabbat, right? Rabbeinu says, well, you can't tell him. Can't. You cannot tell him. On your so he says, the Rashi brings down, Rashi says towards the end of one's life, but even the Tzaddik engages in this. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he rebuked, he didn't even mention the sins of Am Yisrael. Look in Sefer Dvarim, he only mentions the places where they sinned. Because Moshe has such chokhmah that he knows that this is how he's finding the nekudot of within them. I'm not going to mention your sin. I'm going to say that the place in itself has influenced you to sin. You didn't sin. Mm -hmm. Sin is not applicable to the Jewish people at all. It doesn't exist. Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching us that every single Jew is pure. Look how carefully was. Look, and Moshe Rabbeinu, this is different level. Just different level. Yeah. Imagine, so Rabbeinu brings the Gemara, it's in the Gemara, I think in Arachin, that Rabbi Akiva said of his generation, I don't know if anyone of today's generation is fitting I'm doubtful that there's a person in this generation that's fitting for rebuke. Rabbeinu says, 
Kal vachomer, all the more so our generation. Not one person today is winning. Only the true tzaddik can rebuke. Our job today is nekudot tovot. Find the good. It doesn't mean to tell your friend that breaking Shabbat is good. No, that's wrong. But it means to say, I don't care if you're breaking Shabbat. Yes, I care. But you know what I care about more? That you put on tefillin every single day. That you make a bracha whenever you eat. That you do five minutes of ibodidut. That's what I care about. Forget the bad. When you find the good, the person's going to do tshuva. It's by default. You see, the problem is we have been so accustomed to look at the bad that we have to reprogram ourselves to look at the good. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so important it's so hard. to do that with your kids, too. Mm-hmm. Especially like when, you, when they get to their teenage years. They, you know, they Difficult. get rebellious. And that's the hardest time. Like, you know? So, I guess, yeah, like, okay, your son or your daughter is doing this or that, whatever. But if you bash them, and I've seen it with friends even, like in their families, it's like if they get bashed or, or get kicked out of their house, they're not going to come, they're not going to want to come back because they're like, my family hates me or Hashem mm-hmm. already hates me because I did this and that. Mm-hmm. Then right. there, there's no point. I'm already like going right. out, you know? But if it's like, you know, you're still doing that or encouraging them to do that, even if they're doing some bad things, it's like, oh, my parents still love me or even reminding them that Hashem still mm-hmm. loves you. I think it's so so important. Like you could tell the difference between families mm-hmm. who raise their kids that way or don't. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very important. It's very hard, but it's very important. Very difficult. Yeah, for sure. Because you also you don't want to see. Like it's hard to see, of course. Like as a parent, I mean, I'm not a parent, but <laughs> yeah, <you can laughs> I have five little that. siblings. So even me, like as a sister, like seeing my brothers growing up mm-hmm. and you know they're going through their things or whatever. It's like hard, sure. but you can't be like, why are you doing that? Or what's sure. wrong with you? Or, you know, because then it's really, it's going to push them down and like make them run the other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, it's very hard, but it's important. This is the Abodah today. That's it. Rabbi Nathan told us this is today's Abodah. That's it. There's people today that you can see that they only find good, literally. I've seen people in Uman by Rabenu, they, they literally, they only choose to find positive points. You know, the bottom line is people were actually applying Azam HaMashiach will be here. Oh, for sure. without sure. doubt. Huh? Yeah. Um, if people were, you know, applying Azam on their daily mm-hmm. life, Mashiach would be here. Mm-hmm. For sure. For the mm-hmm. Jewish people. Definitely, totally. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So, we, let's finish it off. We have a few, few lines left. Um, so Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu says like this Rabbi Nathan says like this Specifically there within the small Aleph When you find one in a thousand You have a thousand bad things But you have one small good thing Specifically there Hashem wants you to build a Mishkan This is where Hashem asks you to build a Mishkan Whenever it's dark But to find Nikudot Tovot This is why the Aleph is small To teach us Echad Mili Aleph One in a thousand That's all Hashem is asking for And when you find one in a thousand That's how you build a Mishkan Mm-hmm. That's it. Just one. And this is where Hashem is asking Moshe Rabbeinu, even after the Egel Azahab, why did Hashem, after the Egel Azahab, make us do the Mishkan? And then Vayikra, small Aleph. Because he's telling us, even after Egel Azahab, which encompassed immoral relations, Avod Azahab, idol worship, we murder, we got the Mishkan to teach us that from there Hashem wants you to find Nekudot Tavot. Yeah. We did all those sins. We did the worst sins in the Torah. We did 
literally idol worship. After literally, we, we went through all the miracles of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And what Hashem is asking us, build a Mishkan. What's a Mishkan? Where did the tzaddik build a mishkan? Nekudot tovot. Was it, I forgot, was it there? Was it, were we told to build the mishkan in the same spot? Right after the Egel Azah, yeah. Hashem commanded us to build the mishkan. In the same spot, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he changed completely his plan. Mm-hmm. Because of the Egel Azah, the mishkan was not supposed to be given to us. Mm-hmm. Because of the Egel Azah, he gave us the mishkan. And this Otherwise, is we're going straight into the, we would have the Bet Amitav directly. Hashem is amazing. <laughs> and the Mishkan, the Mishkan is a big chesed. The whole thought changed. Yeah. Actually, Hashem the Mishkan changes all the time. Then the Mishkan changes all the time. Because it's really down. Life. And brought, brought up. Like there's lots of sodas with that. We have a choice, you know? It's up to us. It's really up to us. 100%. The Bechira is a real thing, you know? Totally. It's a, it's a foundation of today's world. It's, it Bechira is like, people think it's like, oh, all Amuna, yes, everything is Amuna. But at of the course. same time, like, you have Pashu, to just, Bechira. Totally. Everything is Bechira. Everything. everything. I didn't, like, it's starting to hit. Choice. Free, free one. Everyone has choice. Everyone. And you, it's up to you. You could change your life. You. Totally. But it's not from you, if you know what. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a perplexion that we can understand. I mean, we already said it. There's a lot of acceptance we have to have that it's like totally. we cannot. Totally. Yeah. 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 Those perplexions, I, think, I don't know, I don't know, what it, however you call it in English. Paradoxes, yeah, exactly. Um, we cannot understand. Until after we leave this body, until we get to the next world, we can understand this concept. Mm-hmm. Rabbeinu understood it because he was... Better not to understand. But, yeah. Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu has us covered, you know? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, let's finish off this, union. So, what does he say? The essential building of the Mishkan is specifically from there. The, whenever it's a small Aleph. Whenever you can only find one small and a thousand points, you know, one one good point, a thousand bad things. And this is what the essential avoda of building Mishkan is. Rabbi Nathan says the essential avoda of amnacha nifla'azot, this great, awesome work, which is building this Mishkan. The essential, the essence, the source of all this is brought from Shabbat. Because the entire holiness of building Mishkan is brought from Shabbat. And what did we talk about Shabbat earlier? That on Shabbat we received those thousand lights again. All this. As Rabbeinu brings down in Torah San Zayin and Bikutet Inyana, that Shabbat and Mishkan are directly connected. But it's an entire other Inyan. Because on Shabbat, Moshe received those thousand lights that he was, t- those thousand crowns that was taken away from him. All of these are the additions of Shabbat. Every single light that he gets. This is according to our words that we just mentioned above. The main holy path of Azamra, which is to find the good points, is illuminating on Shabbat. This is the main day. Then the thousand lights return back to the Tzadik. And then he gives to each and every Jew whatever lights that he needs. Um, all of this is brought down and drawn down 
through the fact that now we elevate, we reveal and we illuminate only the good in Yisrael, and the bad is subdued completely. Just through that we receive our lights again. And then you bring down this pathway of finding the good in everyone. Let me, I'm gonna ask a question. Um, if you're going through major like challenges, right? You're going down. You're saying like, if I look at the good in others, it'll, it'll lift me out of my... No, look at the good in yourself also. Rabbi Nathan said it starts with yourself first. Love yourself before you love others. But like, what's this concept of getting out of yourself, looking at the good in others? You know how like, sometimes we're mm -hmm. too involved in ourselves? Mm -hmm. That if it's sometimes like, tell me if I'm right, like the clear, like clear, to me clarity mm -hmm. wrong, but like, you know how we're so sometimes so self absorbed that we go down, yeah. right? What do you suggest really just looking at the good in others before we start with ourselves to get out of ourselves, like kind of like pull, we use them as like a rope? Does that make sense? Like, like let them motivate you? The truth is, I don't know if you'd be able to find the good in other people unless you found it in yourself first. Think about it. Why would you, why would I be encouraged to find the good in other people when I myself can't find any good? The main work exists within you. When you find the good within yourself, you're in a positive note to be able to say, wow, but my friends also are good. Mm -hmm. my, my, my bad mindset is actually in a f affecting the fact of how I see other things going on around me. It all That's starts within you. And you're the, the microcosm. Of of so exactly, spot on, well said. <laughs> Yeah. The Baal Shem Tov says that if you Which see um, an issue with someone else, it's because you yeah. yourself possess that negative that. point. Yeah. Totally. Because if you decided to subdue the bad completely, then that's it. Mm -hmm. You only find the good. So yeah, you have to 100% find the good. The so, what, like, so like, I, um, I'm constantly, constantly around people, right? Yeah. And they're talking bad about it. Right? Yeah. Everyone, I swear, there's not a soul I don't know Right? And I'm like, I'm sometimes in the environment, sometimes I'm not in the environment with these people, right? So, like, how do I. How do I, I don't know, avoid the conversation with them. But, like, whatever. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of, at least for women, like, right? For women, it's like the biggest Nisayan in life is Nashan. For men, it's like Gamalay. But, like, it's still like the thing for all people, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it's, not it's easier said than done, mm -hmm. like to just be like, separate yourself from the conversation, right. but you could try your best, you know? Also, I don't know if you're, I don't know that you're workmates, I don't know the context, but if you're like, say, working with the people and they're always in yeah. your space, you can say, hey guys, look, I'm doing something really crazy. I know it's crazy, but I have this practice where I don't speak about anyone else who's not inside the room. You start convincing to them? Guys, check it out. Yeah, yeah, no, like, this is like, this is my practice. I'm like, can you guys please like honor like this practice? Maybe I'll just doing it for a few months or whatever it is. Or, few... or like, I'm not so going to be gonna be the next hour. <laughs> you, know like, you know what it's like saying? It's like saying, don't walk. They don't know, they, it's a part of who they are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, like, you might just taking off your legs for a couple months. <laughs> That's how they survive through the day. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, their yeah. oxygen. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Hashem gonna help. Hashem gonna help. Hashem gonna help. Hashem gonna help. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. As long as you want to get out of it, that's where the problem is. You know, problem is like I'm guilty of like sometimes being involved and just like I catch myself. I'm like, oh shoot. But what most you think about this? Yeah, but I think there's uh, an underlying like need to want to connect to community. Like when you're people that are talking about this all the time, there's a little party that wants to connect, probably connect to them in some way, you know, and just feel so. 
I nice neck with that tova yeah, over there. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well said. Well said. You notice that that's the first step. Yeah. It's like, okay, I just spoke that and I didn't want to do that. Why did I just do that? Let me go talk to Moshe or Moshe. Always talk to Moshe when You know, like that's the first good thing you notice. That's the first like step and then you know you find there's right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. something really fun for you also to try to do is every bad thing that they say try to throw one positive thing about the person you know try oh wow i like that yeah, it's so much effort <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the wow. amount of positive things i can write on megillah i can write on megillah by what the time like if i'm not let's say we, we do equivalent of all the bad things we talk and all the good things that i have to counteract oh like a pros and cons no but we just learned one, one small thing and a thousand bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them picking up trash. Off we don't realize. We think it's done. You're, tomorrow you're gonna go to your work and you're gonna be like, ah, I don't believe it. One small thing doesn't outweigh a thousand yeah. bad. I'm telling you right now that yeah. it does. Even and Rabbi Nathan says it. Try an experiment. Try to see what happens when you add just one, make one good point. Maybe who knows what impact it'll have with them. You know? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Let's do it. Rabbi Nathan says. Says just one advocate. Rabbi Nathan. Abinatan is an advocate, right? Just one thing, one angel. And uh, we were saying er- earlier, <laughs> There's upon you an angel, one advocate. We said, Rabinatan is a melit, right? Rabinu also said that, Rabin- I know of Rabinatan, that whenever he leaves this world, he's going to become an angel up there. Mm. Him and Rabbi Naftali. Two angels, and I know their names, and I know their deputies, and I know their jobs. I mean, this reference Pasuk looks like exactly Rabbi Nathan. If there's a, a Malach, Rabbi Nathan. If there's a Melit, Rabbi Nathan. You know what I mean? I can find one good point in a, in a thousand bad things. You know? This is what Rabbi Nathan, This is what the Mishkan is built through. This is specifically where we built the Mishkan. After the Eger Azahab, after all the bad things that we did. That's when Hashem asked us to build the Mishkan. Because the Mishkan is built, when it's dark, in the Galut, I find Nekudot Tavot. It's a huge Chidush. And here we go on. We're going to finish it off. This Azamra is brought on Shabbat, we talked about. And then we get back all these thousand lights and the Tzadik distributes them, right? This Azamra represents these thousand lights that we just talked about. That returned and illuminate within every single Jew. These are the additions of Shabbat that one receives. What do we find? The pathway of Azamra is Aleph. And what is Aleph? I was thinking about this. That was it. That's the Kudel Achot. Very powerful. Also, it's like Hashem because it's one, right? Exactly. I was, I was thinking of Zohar today in the Bereshit. And at the beginning of the Hakta Ma Bereshit, the introduction to Zohar Bereshit, it's, it's about all the letters that come to Hashem Bar to ask Hashem to create the Torah with me. Taf comes to Hashem. And says, but Hashem, I'm the seal of Emet. I end the word Emet. But Hashem says, but you also end the word Mavet. So you won't work. You're beautiful, tough. You're very worthy. But you will not start the Torah. And then Shin. But Sheker. See? And then Kuvresh. Tzadik. Aleph doesn't appear to the show. And it's funny because Aleph is before the Torah. Why is it that Hashem Itbarach starts the Torah with Bet? Bereshit. And then why Moshe Rabbeinu brings down a Torah, which is called the Ten Commandments, Anochi, it starts with Aleph. What happens? He brings the Ten Commandments specifically after we did the Agil Azahav. He brought the Second Commandments again, the Ten Commandments again. Or he brought these, the, the Luchot, right? The tablets. 
And on the tablets were written Anochi. And it starts with Aleph, specifically after this entire fiasco of falling into the Egel Azab. Da, 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 you know? Because he's coming to show us that that Anochi, that Aleph also, is this Nekuda Tova. Bereshit is bet, right? The Torah speaks about if you do this wrong, you're going to get this punishment. If you do this right, you're going to get this reward. It's black and white, in essence. Halakha, right? There's purity, there's impurity. There's kasher, there's not kasher. But it goes deeper. Bad good. Right? Of course. But the dude brings up. Exactly. So where does the Torah of Rabbeinu stem from? It stems from before Bet. It stems from Aleph. From the Baal no? The Baal Shem Tov wrote it. The Zohar is the start of this. Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one. Moshe Rabbeinu, all these tzaddikim, they engage within this idea of bringing the Aleph. What's the Aleph? The thousand lines that one received on Shabbat through what? Just Aleph. Aleph Zeira, small Aleph. One Nekudat Tovah that you're able to find. This is the way to go before the Torah, which is the Torah we know, Tshuva was created before the Torah. So when a person is able to find the Nekudat Tovah, the Aleph which exists before the better the Torah, one day able to do Tshuva. And come close to Hashem. Just one Nekudat Tovah. This is Azamah, which Rabbi Nathan says, the, the pathway of Azamra, who b'chinat Aleph, this is Aleph. So what it speaks about in the Zohar, that the Aleph didn't show up, is actually a reference to the Sinyan of Azamra. This is what the Aleph represents. The Aleph, the letter Aleph in its root is Azamra. And take a look at Lesson 6. This is where I wanted to finish off. Lesson 6 of the Kudimu'an speaks about how to build the Aleph also, and Shuba. It speaks about the structure of the Aleph, the upper Yud, the lower Yud, and the Vav in between, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about this. And the Mishkan is the same way. It literally says here, and this can be connected, Hashem calls to Moshe, Hashem tell, says to him, from the Ohel Moed. The Ohel Moed is the Vav in between, as it's brought in Lesson 6. Rabbi Nathan says, Amen, says it's a meeting place between the Tzaddik and the Tamid. What is? The Ohel Moed. The is Ohel it? is the tent where Hashem meets with Moshe Rabbeinu, but Moshe specifically sits with Yahushua. Where is Moshe able to illuminate the student? Through the tent, the meeting place. The Vav in between. It's a bridge between the upper Yud and the lower Yud. The upper Yud is the Tzaddik and the lower Yud is the Tamid. This is how you build the Aleph. What did we say Aleph is? Azamra. Look at the end of lesson 6. There's a very interesting sword there that actually um, seems like irrelevant. But now we're going to understand why it's written here because the it speaks about Keter. This entire Torah speaks about Keter and Shuvah. The highest, the crown of Hashem, right? Shuvah. We just spoke about the thousand lights, the thousand ktarim, the thousand crowns that we get on Shabbat. It says here, this a parable. The entire shira is about azamra, keter, oh, lights, West everything. Nekudot Tavot, 282. I asked everyone, like like a couple weeks ago, how do we tap, tap into Malchut, right? And they, everyone said responsibility, right? Responsibility, really? yeah. But they said you can't tap into keter, but how do you tap into keter? True. Keter is Azamra. Azamra. Oh, it's me. Azamra, Tshuva. Look, this Torah lesson Vav speaks about Tshuva. Rabbeinu said the essence of Tshuva is in this lesson. Now, at the end of the lesson, he throws in a he throws in a wild card. Rabbeinu. Why? It seems kind of irrelevant. It seems connected. It seems connected, but it's very unique why he speaks about it here. He says it's a parable. A person finds his friend making a crown. He tells his friend, who is this crown for? Bishvil me. Amarlo says to him, Bishvil Amelech for the king. So the friend tells back this person is making the crown. So if it's for the king, set into this crown every precious jewel you'll find. 
every precious stone and jewel you will find, set it into this crown. So what does he say? What does Rabbeinu say? All the more so, every single Jew is a crown for Hashem. You must find every single type of good stones within each and every Jew who is a crown for Hashem. What are these good stones? Any merit or any single good point. Lesson 6 speaks about this. Seems very unique why he speaks about tshuva, waiting. Uh, all this stuff, Kavanot of Elul, and then he goes to this because Shuva is dependent upon this. Mm-hmm. And what were we talking about? These thousand crowns that a person receives on Shabbat. Good points that a person finds. This is the way you create a crown for Hashem. Do we only receive it if we look at the good? What? Do we only receive the crowns if we look at good in people? Yeah. Or if we don't look at good, we don't receive the crowns? No. Oh, you say. Okay, this is the crown. <laughs> the crown is specifically whenever you make it beautiful before Hashem. When you set precious jewels. The Nekudot Tavot. When you, you the yeah, you, you choose the good notes. Exactly. Um, and this is what the way it is. This is how you uh, you make a crown for Hashem. So this is the chuba that we're that we're all engaged in and that we're trying to to be engaged in. And Bezrat Hashem, may Hashem give us the strength to, to work on it because this is the essential Avodat Hashem. So Bishkut Rabenu, Bishkut Estora, and Bishkut Kolat Tzadikim Amiti. Uh, may we have the merit to be able to truly do as on ourselves and another so that we can bring the entire world to merit and Amen. bring the redemption. Amen. 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 Amen.